Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the first day of the week. Hopefully your Monday's starting out a lot better than mine. If not, make sure you have your uh, coffee ready to get things going. have some fun things to talk about today, a couple of announcements. But first, just want to say I am not a therapist. I'm an individual much like you that have developed some tips and techniques after a traumatic experience that I have shared with you to hopefully help you get your life back, break the cycle of abuse, minimize the impact of your toxic ex, and if you have children, help you work on rebuilding that relationship or strengthening that relationship even more. The other thing I always like to mention is only a clinician in a clinical environment can diagnose somebody with a personality disorder, mental illness, or anything. Be careful throwing around those medical terms because you don't want to get yourself in trouble and have someone ask a question, where did you get your credentials? How did you become a licensed therapist to be able to diagnose somebody? You don't want to get in the middle of that. Focus on those patterns of behavior. Don't get yourself in trouble. The other thing I want to mention, if you like what we have going on here and you want to support the channel, you can do that by becoming a channel member over on YouTube. Basically, surf on over to the uh, main page if you're watching this on YouTube or just youtube.com slash user slash dad surviving divorce. Our search for dad surviving divorce, our DSD, and check the join button. Click the join button. You also want to support other ways you can do that and find out more information over at dadsurvivingdivorce.com. You want to participate in today's show? The call in lines are open. 1 424 DSD Live. And if you're outside of the United States, you can scroll down in the video description if you're watching this live on YouTube. And there is a web interface that now allows you to dial in without having to pay international calling. So just a web interface. Works pretty good. We've had some people from various, I think we had some people, a person from Australia and India give that a try. Hopefully you are having a great start of your morning. Just checking my levels here. And uh, yeah, we're just going to jump in and uh, try to get this day going. Hopefully have some uplifting stories and thoughts to help get you going uh, in a positive direction. I have to admit that uh, last week, the the show was our last Friday. That end of show towards the end of it was uh, was uh, was a little rough, <laughs> a little intense, with some good information or some good conversations, but uh, some 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 tough ones. If you haven't seen that, I would encourage you to uh, check out Friday's show, and uh, would love to hear what you think about about those discussions. The other thing I wanted to mention, if I can find everything here, is, and I'm going to be talking more about this throughout the week, but I was asked a few weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, somebody reached out to me, Veronica Archer. She's putting together a podcast series with a ton of experts in the basically narcissistic abuse recovery community. 
And she asked me to be a part of that. She wanted to even out the, the guest list, I guess, so to speak. And, uh, I was, uh, I was, uh, I was reached out to as one of the, one of the handful of guys that are on it, but it's got a, a pretty impressive list of people. There's Veronica Archer, Ashley Burgers, Dr. Brenda Wade, uh, Carolyn Strawson, Darlene Lancer, Debbie Moorhead, Dorothy Hewson, me, uh, Emily Naga, Dr. Grace Ellier, Dr. George Simon, Jamie Hirsch, Jessica Baum, Kathleen Wood, uh, Catherine Horn. Oh my God, it just keeps going. Lori Kronza, Dr. Leslie Beth Wish, Lisa McAdams. And it just keeps going on. Melise, uh, Melanie Tony, uh, Tony Evans. How could I screw her name up? Gee, she's huge. Uh, Dr. Romani, uh, and just more. And if you're actually, I've added a link to that, to that, uh, series in, uh, in the video description and in the show notes. So check that out. It's going to start the week, uh, the first week of September. I think it starts on September 2nd. I'll double check. I got. I, I was trying to find the the dates early on on that, and uh, it's a free seminar, a free series with with everybody. Uh, if you sign up, every one of the guests has a a giveaway sort of thing, which I I have one myself. I call it the five steps to uh, to uh, you know calming, <laughs> regaining your calm, and and, and regaining your hope. So hopefully that will be an interesting event. So got to interview Veronica the other day about that. I'll be publishing that tomorrow. I might try to pull an excerpt of that and put it into the morning show tomorrow. But I'm really excited about it. I'm, I, I think it's going to be an interesting uh, uh, event. The, the premise of it or the, the main topic is you get to be you this time. So it's talking about how to get your life back. Get everything, uh, you know, detach from your toxic ex, minimize the impact that they've had on your lives and really catapult you into a much better, a much better direction. So check it out. Uh, I'm a, I was really excited to be pulled into this. Um, I'll, I'll tell you one of the things just between, just between us right now this little intimate session that we're having right now, I'm going to just share with you one little thing that's been kind of interesting. And to be honest, whenever Veronica first reached out to me, I, it, it took a while. <laughs> she had a, she was a little tenacious to, uh, you know, I was like, Hey, we'd really like to uh, have you involved in this. And when I finally chatted with her, when I've talked to other people in the past about doing things like this, typically what happens is, is we have this great conversation and we get to the point where they go, how big is your email list? And as you guys know, I have not done a very good job of building my email list. And whenever I say what the numbers is, it's like, oh, that number is too low. I'm like, yeah, but what about the 20 plus thousand people on YouTube? Yeah, no, no, sorry. You need more people on your list. And when we started talking, I, I had mentioned that. I'm like, hey, you know, before we even jump into this, let me tell you this. And she's like, you know, I... I really want you on this. Yes, you're right. The, the, the people helping me put this together is, is said everyone has to have this target. You're, under, you're definitely under that target. However, 
I, I've reached my goal of, of I mean, she's got some huge, I mean, huge people, huge people on this thing. So th- those people know how to develop a list. <laughs> anyway, so she's like, not a problem. If you want to be on it, you can be on it. I'm like, you know what? All right, I'll do it. Had an outstanding conversation with her. That's going to be part of the discussion. And uh, then I did interview her over the weekend to talk about what she's doing, the background story, some of the key takeaways that she's garnered from from talking to these over 32 people. Actually, you know what? Let me do this. Let me see if I can pull this up. This, if I do this right, this is the list of speakers in the event. So there's Veronica right there. There's yours truly right there. And you can just see, see, I should have just did that before when I, instead of trying to read the names. So it's, um, that's a pretty big list of people. So it's a week long, uh, event and, uh, I check it out, sign up for it. Um, I think it would be, uh, I think you guys would get a lot of value out of it. So anyways, man. So now I just got to gotta get myself woke up <laughs> to get the show flying. Uh, hopefully you guys uh, are interested in that and will, and will support me on that and check it out. Let me get to, let me, the phone lines are open. Jeez, I'm, I'm like really tired today. one 424 dsd live <laughs> Caleb says an email list is a status symbol. Apparently it is. <laughs> so in some circles, Caleb, your, your uh, 300 plus thousand subscribers would mean nothing. <laughs> How many people are on your email list? You might actually have a big email list. That's funny. Uh, let me check around in the comments. We got a few people on here today. I imagine a lot of people are dragging today, trying to get trying to get things moving. And I, like a like a super genius, forgot to uh, really dive into some some notes, talking points for today. But what I'll do though is I and I'll just kind of go back to this discussion of you get to be you this time. And it reminds me of a conversation I actually had with a coaching client a few, Oh man, a couple of man, probably a couple of months ago, one of our initial conversations and the person's at a crossroads in their lives. Like most of us are. And I, and I had this, actually I've had this conversation with a couple of people saying, you know, as a result of this experience, the trajectory that you were previously going has stopped. And you have an opportunity. And I know sometimes it, it seems weird to think of things being an opportunity in the middle of all of this. But what was interesting, or what I, th- what I said to him is an interesting part about this, is you get to, to change the entire direction of what you want to do. And for this particular person, since their job had ended, their career effectively stopped pretty much as a result of this. I'm like, look, you know, one of the benefits we have out of this, it's like it crushes us down so much. That part's not so, not so fun. But you really get to say, okay, you know what? I get to start over. I either get to get back to the person that I was before all this started 
and get back on track heading the direction I want to go. Or let's say that you've been on a, on a path or a trajectory that you have not been happy with. You can pick something different. You can say, you know what? I'm starting over anyways. So I'm not walking away from anything. This has all been thrust upon me. So you get to basically, you get to be you this time. And, and it's weird because I, I remember in the early parts of this, there were, there were times during the relationship that I had my own routine and my own patterns of behavior. And it's like, I felt like that's who I was and that's what I had to do. I've always, for most of my life, struggled with anxiety and, and as a result of that, panic attacks. Not chronic enough to where it was debilitating. I was able to, th- to thrive through that, I guess push through that. But there was a lot of stress and anxiety on that. And one thing that I found in my life is I would get in these modes to where it's like, well, I've always done things this way, so I can't deviate from that. And I don't even know why I was thinking that. It, it's really weird. And I, and I, well, part of it, I think, is when you're in a toxic relationship. Hold on one second. There we go. Forgot to turn on one of my lights. When you're in a toxic relationship and you're kind of, not kind of, and you're, and you're dealing with the low-grade continual emotional abuse, a little bit of breadcrumbs here and there, some positive attention, some negative attention, Positive reinforcement, kind of negative reinforcement. You, you kind of get to where you, you operate in your, in your lane, so to speak. And the idea of deviating from that, move, you know, moving over here, moving over there, is scary. You don't really want to, mod- you don't really want to change things up too much because you get to the point where you're just terrified of, of what the change will be. And again, what I found in my own personal story is I would just stay doing the same thing. And even if, even if I thought of changing something different, I, I wouldn't do it. And this situation typically gives you an opportunity, like I said before, and I know maybe that's a, a weird choice of words. They, it, it really knocks you down to where you get to reevaluate your life. So if you find yourself in a situation where you've, you've pretty much lost everything, maybe you've lost your job, you have the opportunity to say, okay, you know what? I'm starting, I'm starting down here at the low, at a, at a, you know, at the bottom and I get to, I get to decide which direction I'm going to go. Now, Granted, there are things that, uh, there are limb, limb factors in there, but I think it's a, it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting concept. And that's what really fascinated, fascinated me about this is that's kind of what it's, it's diving into. And everyone, it, what I think is different about this, instead of just bringing, you know, having a series where people are basically just talking about themselves which I mean, I know there's part of that, but to have it all focused on actual tools to help people 
immediately start better in their lives. When I was chatting with her the other day, I said, you know, the, the thing I find amazing or fascinating about this is it's almost like a, a group interview where you get to watch people, a, a consolidated series with over 32 experts in their particular areas. And there's people who are, you know, life coaches, uh, uh, mental health professionals. There's some scientists who are going to talk about just some of the nuances and, and about these type of behaviors. And uh, I think it's going to be really good. And I, th- I think the really neat part about it is getting able to, or being able to sit there and listen to a bunch of different people and find who really resonates with you. So I, I definitely, definitely check it out. Let's see here. Uh, so, oh, I can't find the, all right, let me see if I, I mess this up. It should be, and I can't really pull it up without creating a ton of problems for me. Um, like I just did right now. I hit the wrong button, but let me see if I can do this. Let me see who if I can really do this. Resonate. Pause that. Scroll down, and it's. Uh, if you are on this video, just scroll down right underneath the, the title or the main or not the title, but the first line in the description where it says Monday live stream live call in show. The next link on that is you get to be you this time podcast series, and the link is https colon slash slash you get to be you dot com slash Dwayne. And that will uh, give you the opportunity to sign up for that. And uh, let me now, 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 let me now get everything back to normal. All right. I have to click and I have to clack. All right, there we go. The phone lines are open. If you want to call in, it's one four two four three seven three five four eight three. I'd be curious if, if anyone else listening right now has had that experience, what I was talking about before, to where you, you've had the opportunity at a, as a result of this to hit the reset button on your life and try something different or do something you always wanted to do. Maybe go back to school, maybe switch careers, maybe say, you know what, I was going down this path and now I'm going on down this path. Hey, to be perfectly honest, if things would have went south for me and I would have lost my job and I, and I didn't end up in jail <laughs> because of the family court machine, uh, I would have been doing, I would have definitely done something different. I would have either done a business with my buddy, Mike, or who knows? You know, it's hard to say. Let's see. Uh, Catherine says, I've been following DSD from the beginning. He seems so much happier and at peace. You know, I don't know if I'm saying that right, because my eyes are like messing with me today. Catherine, I am, I, you know, it, it's, it's, I'm glad you said that. And there's two parts of this. One thing I'll say that when I first started this channel, one of the things that I was worried about is if I, if I came across too happy and I, and I detached from the pain that this experience brought into my life, I was really worried that it wouldn't theme theme. <laughs> it wouldn't seem authentic. And it's it's but I will say this. When I started this channel 4 years ago, I was in a really good headspace. At least I thought I was. 
I felt life had really turned around. I was really happy with the direction, still annoyed with the ex. And when I started it, this whole channel, this whole, you know, this whole DSD experience, so to speak, the one thing that kept bringing me, or one thing that, that motivated me to do this is, man, I remember how I felt in the early days of this. I remember when it felt completely dark, when I had lost hope, when it felt like there was no path to the other side of this. And I, and I kept thinking to myself, you know, what if somebody out there, and initially I was thinking this was going to be more of a guy channel because I figured that that's who the audience would be. I quickly learned that was not the case, which I'm glad about, to be honest. But the whole concept was finding somebody at one or two o'clock in the morning, completely at their wits end, zero hope, and then maybe as a result of a YouTube search, a Google search, one of my videos would pop up. They would go, well, okay, who's this guy? He's talking about toxic divorces and parental alienation. And wait a minute, that sounds like what I'm going through. And to be able to put enough information out there just to give somebody a little bit, of, a little glimmer of hope that, hey, that sounds familiar to me, and he seems to be making it through it, so maybe I can make it through it too. And I'll tell you, when I first started this, the, the first day I hit publish on a public video, I was nervous. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get crucified on this. People are going to say, who do you think you are? And uh, I went ahead and did it. And for the people who've been on the, on the channel or follow the channel since the beginning, since the inception, one thing uh, you'll probably remember is I did not promote this anywhere. I did not join any Facebook groups. I didn't join any, mail, or any mailing lists or do any marketing or anything like that. All I did is I started making videos. I did spend time trying to f figure out how to do YouTube, watch all the videos on how to make videos and how to do keywords and all that stuff. But that's it. It wasn't until I got to the point that some of the other bigger YouTubers like Angie Atkinson and some other ones reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, we should do a collaboration. That was, that was, and that was what a year into it, I think. And that was, uh, that was the whole premise behind it. Didn't know where this was going to go. Didn't know if it was going to blow up on my face. Didn't know if the ex would find out. I know that's the next question everyone always asks. As far as I know, the ex does not know about the channel. I do a very, I, I work as diligently as possible to make sure that my, if you do a search on me in real life, that this stuff doesn't come up. And if you do a search on me on YouTube, for the most part, my personal stuff doesn't come up. So I've worked really hard to try to keep it separate. And this isn't about, as you guys know, this isn't about bashing the ex getting validation from uh, what's going on. It's just to try to help people. It's to try to help people see through the darkness, see that there's a pathway through it, to help them not give up, to continue 
getting up every day and getting their life back. And one of the best things of this entire experience is getting the emails or the comments where people say that, where people will say, man, you literally saved my life. And then later I'll get the comments and the emails saying, hey, everything you do is awesome. I'm moving on, not because I don't like, you know, because I don't think what you're doing is great. It's because I got my life back. I'm on a new trajectory and my life is good and I just don't need it anymore. And, and realistically, that's my hope for you guys to get your life back to the point that you're sending me photographs or little notes telling me how awesome your life is and what you've accomplished and to to know that I'm I play just a little part of that is is tremendous and it's what's kept me going through the ups and downs of all this and uh keeps 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 me going let me see if I can double check what's going on while I'm doing that, if you want to call in, the number is one four two four three seven three five four eight three. Let's see. Wow, the Lee seventy nine says, "I found your Red- I found you from Reddit. Someone mentioned your channel in a comment. Hmm. I've, I've, you know, I've tried to to. I've actually." I don't know, subscribed or I have, I mean, I've, I have read it and I still haven't quite figured out how to use it. So that's cool. That's neat. I did not, I did not know that. Darren says recovering recovery includes being authentic Dwayne, not fearing been, not fearing been seen as too happy, sad or angry or whatever. Yeah, it's it's weird, right? I mean, I think that's the that's the really key part of of all of this. All right, I, let me back up. I think the key part of like what I'm doing compared to a professional therapist is sometimes in that clinical environment, it can feel I don't know, sterile. It can feel like do they really get it? Part of that is even if they do really get it, most of the time they're not really able to share their story because it really starts pushing ethical boundaries when you do that. That's why I think stuff like, let me, let me back up. When I was going through mine, this was way back when, you know, this is what, six, six years ago. I'm trying to remember when I, when I learned about this, we'll just say six. This was back in the day when Richard Grannon was one of the handful of people's talking about this. He was still in Malaysia at the time where he'd do his videos and you could hear the monkeys out the window. And I found his information and I just started binging that. But what I would do is I would take that information and then when I would go and talk to my therapist, I would use those topic points as discussion points in my story. It's like how it related to me. So that I thought that worked really well. I thought it worked it was a very good combination. I think she, my therapist even watched a couple of his videos because she was like, he sure is colorful in his language. And I'm like, yeah, 
he does swear a lot, but you know, Hey, I mean, I, I, I can relate to what's being said. John says, uh, Dwayne, I found you back in late 2016 or early 2017. Wow. Where did the time go? But healing takes time and you have been so helpful. Oh, thanks John for saying that, man. It really does. You know, and that was one of the other early messages that I really tried to get out there. And I would bring, I would mention it more in my earlier videos than I do now. I, now I bring it up every so often it'll come up and I'll, and I'll, I'll talk about it. And it's, it's that common. It's the, the fact that it takes, that it takes time. And the reason it's important to say that is because when you start looking at people who aren't dealing with the same situation, their divorces or breakups don't take as much time. Everyone else seems to have healed. Everyone else has seemed to, to, to hit the reset button. Their life is going okay. And you can sit there feeling trapped. And then when you're starting to look at that, when you're starting to compare yourself to other people, if you're not making the same successes or the strides that they're making, it can really feel like something's incredibly wrong with you, that you're not making any progress And just spinning your wheels. All right, so Will has a, he says, I watched, I watched a video that said we are creators and everything that happens in our lives is created by us. Even scenarios like what you talk about. What are your thoughts on that? Well, that is a, that's a good question. And I, and I have, um, I agree with it in a lot of ways, but with caveats. And what I mean is, let's see how, how I'm going to try to formulate this for a second. I think we have lessons to learn. I think that like in my situation, because of the relationship with my parents their toxic divorce, the parental alienation, the emotional neglect and abuse by, well, effectively my own parents and their own, and their own unique way. It primed me to think that that's what life was. That's what relationships were. That chaos was normal. And what did I do? I replicated that in my relationship I guess you could say I created it in a way for me to, to ultimately figure out these lessons and move past it. What I don't like about it when people say that, because if you, if you start rolling it up too much, then it sounds like you wanted this abuse. You made it happen. And you can make a philosophical argument like with what I just said. Okay. Well, I didn't want this. I didn't want this pain. This isn't the direction that I wanted my life to go. I mean, I can say in some ways I'm, I'm okay with it because I like where I am right now. But I, I mean, to be honest with you, it would have been so much nicer to find somebody different to, to, to learn these lessons 
right out, you know, when I became an adult, instead of having to do this, figuring it out in those, in those, in those, uh, those earlier years of my adulthood. And, uh, and, st- and st- erase the last, not erased, but take those last 20 or those two decades of the marriage and the last, well, geez, I'm almost up to thir- three decades now, to be honest. And, and not had to have gone through this and my life path would have been different. So it's, it's, it's weird, right? I mean, cause the next with what Will's talking about, the next thing is, you could say is, you know, it's, it's, we create what we want. It's manifestation. It's the secret. If you guys have seen that movie and I, in some ways I kind of agree with that, which is this. Okay. This is the re- thing I'm, I'm getting at is when you start healing from this and you start detaching from the pain and, and not, not a, ignoring it, not putting it in a box and hiding it, but pro- going through it, processing it, detaching from the pain that you had in the past. It's like you release it. And instead of trying to figure those lessons out, it's like, okay, it's almost like you've graduated a grade and now you're moving into the next level. You know, you were a freshman, you graduate, you know, you, you graduated. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not like nowadays where it's pretty much, you know, everyone, you know, no one gets left behind. So we'll just push you through. Now you have to pass it. And then you move to the next level. And then you move to the next level and you move to the next level. That's why it takes time. But that's why there's such a big transformation at the end of it. So I'm curious, Will, do you think I've lost my mind? Does that make sense? I know that's a touchy issue. And I know I, don't, I normally don't talk about that type of stuff because it, not that it's controversial, controversial, but it's more of, I think typically this audience is at a, it isn't, I don't want to, I don't want people to lose the message of hope of getting through your situation by talking about just think positive thoughts and change your direction and everything will land at your feet. The crazy part is though, to be honest, the, with the way my life has gone, that's exactly what's happened. It's like, I've calmed myself down. I don't worry about things. I've increased my vibration. I vibrate at a different level. <laughs> I'm saying that kind of jokingly because I mentioned before that it's still one of those concepts. I just, I mean, I understand scientifically that, that things vibrate and whatever, but it's just like, how do you do that? How, how do you, you know, how do you, how do you change your mindset like that? However, what I will say is that I've seen positive transformation in my own life. Not completely, Right. If I was manifesting things, this would have turned, I'd be 200, I'd be like Caleb, two, 300,000 subscribers. I'd have my own radio, real radio broadcast program. I'd be saying, you know, this is, you know, yada, 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 AM or FM 92.5 on your FM dial, but I'm not. And that's okay. You know, I'm doing what I think is the right thing. I'm trying to follow my path trying to have balance in my life. This show is a big part of trying to figure that balance out. And uh, yeah, phone lines are open. one 
Will says, uh, DSE, so then on some level, we did create this as a lesson, a reason for us to grow, right? I think so. You know, and, and Will, what I'll tell you is is the, the, the part of this that's, that kind of, I don't want to say scares me, but a part of this that, that, that makes me kind of go, wow, is had this not devolved into this disaster, meaning my relationship, I wouldn't be here right now. And I don't mean that I would be dead. But what I mean is, is without the, the chain of events happening to obliterate the relationship, to basically rip the veil off my eyes, I would have never went through this process. What I'll say is, and this is a risk, and this is something I worry about. Worry is not the right word. This is the thing that I don't want you guys to have to experience. And that's is if you go through one of these, these relationships and you do not take a pause and look at your life and say, how in the hell did I get here? There is a very strong possibility that you will meet another person and do the exact same thing. And the sad part is, it's like, okay, you had this other test. That was easy, er, easy, er. And now we're going to make it a little bit more complicated because you didn't figure it out the last time. DC says it takes real pain to force us to change. And the scary part about that, again, getting into, into fear, and I hate to say it's fear, but it's such a dangerous time. It was so, it was so on the razor's edge, so to speak, on what was going to happen in the next phase of my life as a result of this. Was it going to be a complete train wreck? Was I going to give up? Was I going to lose my mind? When I talk about the dark days, I went through dark days. I was, I was spiraling out of control. I was an emotional wreck. I was barely holding it together. I got to the point where I was doing weekly therapy sessions with my therapist, and I finally asked, is there a way that we can do twice a week? And she's, she was like, I don't think you can with your insurance. And I didn't know where I was going to go. It was a very scary time. I, had, I was losing hope. The pain was so much. I couldn't get it out of my head. It was like that infinite do loop. Anybody who's a programmer, will recognize this, but it was like this infinite do loop to where it's like, if true, then do this again. And, and you literally, you put in the command true or a one, right? True is one, false is zero in, in binary. But, and it just keeps going faster and faster and faster and faster and faster, right? There's, it, it just, you, you spiral out of control, which is what I was doing. I think that's the reason why my, we tried, well, let me back up. I tried EMDR. It was too much. I couldn't handle it. It was too emotional for me. 
I think that's why my therapist leaned forward and said, Hey, not diagnosing your ex. I can't do that. Haven't, haven't sat down with her. I haven't had an opportunity to treat her. However, from dealing with you for a year or two, I think it was two, you really seem like you have, you know, you've been a target of this type of MPD behavior or MP, from a person with MPD. And I think that's what your problem is. And that was the, the catalyst that really started things moving forward. So I do have a caller. I'm going to grab them. It says, it's Dave. I called last week and I am 31 days free from uh, the Northeast. And I wanted to talk about the relationship in between my mother that was narcissistic and the spouse that I use for my life. So let me bring you on. Hello and welcome to the show. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Welcome back to the show, I should say. Yeah, yeah. 31 days of freedom. Congratulations. That's awesome. So I was uh, hearing you talk about uh, why we went through this uh, hardship, you know, with the narcissist. Right. Uh, And for me, for me, super clear and super easy to answer is because my mom taught me that love is abuse. Say that again. So love is a what? Where, uh, abuse is love. Abuse. Wow. Yeah. That, that's a good way to start your life. Let's get that definition just drilled into <laughs> your brain. I hope you realize that's not, that's not love now. <laughs> sure does take a long time yeah, to realize yeah, yeah, that, though. Yeah, yeah. And the thing that made me realize that is the relationship with the narcissist's wife later. Yeah. No, I, I think so that... the narcissist's wife... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No problem. I'm, I'm from Canada. There's a lag, certainly. Okay. So the narcissist's wife was, in a way, the tool to help me understand that abuse is a bad thing. Yeah. It's crazy, right? I mean, you have, and you have that experience that's so horrible. And then as you progress through it, you realize, holy crap, you know, this isn't just from the relationship with your spouse, but it's more deep rooted. And because of this, it gives you that opportunity to, to, to reevaluate your entire life. I agree with you. I mean, I, I was brought up that, that these games and the chaos and the, and the manipulation and the guilt was all normal. So when it happened, when, that, when the mask started to fall, it felt, well, it felt comfortable. And I made excuses for it because at least I felt that I had somebody who was choosing to be in my life. So there was a you know, foundation of love. But in reality, it was just a continuation of, of what I was trying to process as a child. So how are you doing? I mean, I know you're 31 days out, but how are you doing in your overall uh, awareness and recovery on this entire process? I've been working on the, this topic of narcissism for two years now. So I've progressed a lot about, um, you know, not confronting them is the main thing because if you go at war with them, they will destroy your life. So uh, I was yeah. very lucky to understand that. 
and to take care of me and stop taking care of the narcissist. And then eventually <laughs> yeah. remove myself from that relation. That's the way and to then do understand it. Understand that you know, like, yeah, you know, my uh, my spouse was actually the tool to help me understand what happened with my mom. Um, was it a positive tool? No way in hell. It was just horrible. Uh, but she helped me in a in a very 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 sick own way. She helped me understand, Dave. You know, maybe you don't like abuse so much. Maybe you deserve a little bit more. Maybe you deserve a chance for a little bit of peace and happiness, right? Absolutely. And now I'm in my own apartment and nobody shouts at me. Nobody is whining because I left something on the counter. Nobody's complaining because I choose the bad color to paint the living room, you know? Yeah. So I'm, and this is a wow, amazing peace. Uh, so much so that, you know, when you're used to be stressed all the time and then you go in such a peaceful state, it feels weird. <laughs> it does. It, cause it doesn't feel natural. It, it's the craziest thing in the world because the thing that should feel the most natural, the calm, the peace, the, the not being put down should feel outstanding. But because you haven't experienced it in your, effectively your entire life, you're like, this feels weird. Why is someone not yelling at me? Why, why, you know, you're expecting, you're, you're, you're expecting the other shoe to drop, so to speak. And when you realize that we have so much more power, more control over, over our environments, it's a, it's tough. It's a, it's a weird transition. So I'm glad you're, you're experiencing that. I'm glad you're recognizing it. And you, I mean, you're at, the, you're at, you're kind of at the fun stage of this to where it's just like a lot of learning and a lot of growth and a sh well not a short amount of time you've been said you've been working on this for two years but um there comes a point in all of this let me ask you this there comes do you do you would you agree that there comes a point with this where it transitioned from from pain and fear and worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow to you get to the point where it's like man what's going to happen tomorrow you know, I'm, I'm kind of excited, you know, I mean, even if it's something bad, maybe it's going to push me to another level. Have you got to that point yet? Um, right, right now I feel more like it's work. There's things okay. I have to work on in my life. I think I'm just past that phase where it was only pure joy of the unknown and learning stuff. Yeah. And now I'm in the phase like I have to rebuild my relationship with friends because as you probably yep. uh, know already, you pretty much lose all your friends when you're stuck in a narcissistic relationship. Oh, yeah. So this week, next week, uh, in the 3rd of September, I go to see friends in my native town and uh, reconnect the link with those people. And I hope things will go well. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I have a little bit of uh, fear that um, it will not reconnect as, as much as I would like. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's doing something unknown is uh, usually the way you expand yourself. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. No, man. Well, hey, thanks for calling in and sharing that. I really appreciate it. And congratulations on your 31 days. I think when we talked to you last week, it was 27. Every day is a victory. Yeah. And getting you closer to your goal, right? Yes. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. 
Whoops, let me hit the right. Let me hit the right button here. You know, I, I, I maybe maybe I'm too too giddy giddy happy or whatever. But but seeing people who are who are in the early parts of this, and it's like, and just knowing, I mean, yes, there's some still going to be some tough times, but just knowing that you, you once you finally start once this stuff finally starts to click, what I've rec or what I've seen with a lot of people is it is it tends to, things tend to improve faster. Doesn't mean that your ex won't realize, oh my God, they're breaking free. I must try to stop them. They must think about me. What bomb can I lob over the fence and have blow up, and, uh, blow up on them? Anyways, thanks caller for calling in. I appreciate that. Good conversation. Scott says a caller's point about the adult relationship being a catalyst for reconciliation, uh, reconciling, sorry, all the crap from childhood really hits home. It really does. And, and I think that's where sometimes it's hard. I think that's the reason why like the EMDR thing I was talking about earlier for me was, was so hard. Cause it was like this, all of this decades. I mean, when I started going through this, I was in my early forties. So you're talking about four, four decades of my life living in this constant drip of anxiety and pain and emotional abuse, gaslighting, and it it takes its toll. Hell, it was hard for me to come to terms with the fact that my marriage was a lie, that it was an illusion, that it was never based on love. That was a painful realization that I fought tooth and nail to accept. And it nearly destroyed me on that. It was, it was really, really tough. And people who haven't been through this don't, do not understand what I mean when I say really, really tough. Every one of you out there who's living this or live this. When I say that you're like, Oh, I know what you're saying. And you probably do know what I'm saying. So I missed a comment earlier uh, from a lone parent. Ire says, Hey, Dwayne, do you think that over trusting someone was the main failure and we become complacent? I think not really. I think what happens is you meet somebody who's toxic and they don't start out that way. You start out with the love bombing stages, the mirroring stage. So they are presenting themselves as the person you always wanted. Now, the caveat with it is, like the other person was talking about, is that when things, you know, when, when, when you're not living in that chaos, it, it can feel weird and the early part of it, you got all the extra extra endorphins and hormones and things flying around in your system. And they're telling you exactly what you want to hear. They're listening to you intently to figure out what's important to you. And they become that. So they break down your defenses. They use that as a Trojan horse to get in. And then when things start falling apart, you become complacent, so to speak, 
because it's normal or it feels normal. So it's not so much that you overtrusted them, you just you believed them because they specifically said what you needed them to say. I think one aspect of this that does haunt us in a bit in a way is you get into a point where you want the illusion to be so true and you're so used to disappointment from people because it's happened throughout your entire life that you make excuses for it or you ignore it. You don't have healthy boundaries. You're not in a way, in a phase or in a mode to be able to say, you know what, this is absolutely unacceptable behavior and I'm going to put a boundary down because in your mind you're like, well, everyone has problems. Everyone has issues. So that's just their quirk. And I think that's, that's my, that's my take on that. I'd love to hear what other people think. Let me see what else is going Man, did, I mean, the hour's not completely up, but it's, it's 53, 6, 6.53 in California. Crazy. Let's see. Trying to scroll around in the comments, see what the conversation is. DC says, haven't heard you say boop yet. <laughs> For anyone who's new, that's whenever your ex takes their bony little finger and goes boop right in your eye to provoke a reaction, to get you to do something. The caller was talking about that whenever they were being r- criticized and ridiculed for every one of their choices. The, I, the boop was boop. Why did you pick that color? That's a stupid color for this house. Why can't you pick your stuff up? Everybody else is better than you. You know, I mean, that type of thing. Alone Paradigm says, healthy boundary is key. Hats off to that. It is critical, guys. That's why, that's why it's so important to work on you. That's why it's important to take that energy and time that you're spending trying to figure out the X, trying to become... The, the, uh, the YouTube, uh, internet narcissist, you know, PhD expert <laughs> on narcissism to figure them out. And it's whenever you are able to take that and spin it around and take that energy and say, okay, I know enough that I understand what they are, who they are. Now I'm going to work on me. I'm going to work on rebuilding myself. I'm going to work on being okay by myself that I'll tell you that if I can, let me see if I can pull this up in, in uh, that book. I often mention the, uh, rebuild it's under my resources tab, the rebuilding when your relationship ends by Bruce Fisher and Robert, Robert Alberti. It talks about that. It talks about how you have to learn to be okay with yourself because you're never alone. You always have yourself. And if you can get to the point and it really resonated with me because I so struggled with that at the beginning. The idea of being alone scared me. The idea of even going someplace by myself, out to dinner, primarily out to dinner, by myself, was terrifying. 
gave me anxiety. Doesn't anymore. But when I realize that when you are okay with yourself, when you when you feel that when you love yourself, when you feel that you're worthy of love, and that if someone is not filling your bucket up, so to speak, you don't have to let them in your life. You don't have to tolerate demeaning, abusive, emotionally abusive, I mean, any type of abuse behavior. To, you don't. That is so empowering. When you get to that point, it makes such a tremendous difference because then you have more power over, over effectively yourself. And when you can not be scared of losing a relationship that's not healthy because you're like, you know what? I'll be okay. I'll be fine. And I like it when I'm effectively alone. Then you choose people that you like having in your life that complement it. And it really, it really changes. It really changes quite a bit. It's awesome, actually. I'll try to answer this one real quick. Will says, do you think that narcs actually play out steps in the relationship, or is it that this is just who they are and this is just what they do no matter what? They are basically on autopilot. That's exactly what I think. I think typically these people are at a much lower mental age. They're operating on instinct. And they're disconnected from their emotions, their morals and values. And they're basically this scared little child just trying to survive. The problem is, is you put that scared scared little child in an adult body and you empower them with law enforcement, family court, child protective services, child uh, department of child support services. It creates a a horrible mess because you have a a seven-year-old with adult resources but that same reasoning capacity packaged in an adult body that people just don't see. Man, anyways, I see somebody says that uh, they, they're mentioning Paul Cagliani. says, the Overwhelmed Brain podcast by Paul Cagliani explains how to be happy with yourself very well. I highly recommend it. I've done some stuff. I did some stuff. Actually, speaking of that, if you scroll down on this uh, one page, and I'm almost out of time, the uh, this mean workbook is is something that I actually did with him. Uh, well, let me back. I was a small part of it. It's his. It's his thing. But I was. Uh, I was uh, involved in that, and uh, it's it, the whole premise behind that. It's for people who are struggling, trying to figure out if they're in a bad relationship. It's a checklist. It's a checklist for that. So on that, can you guys believe this hour is gone? What happened? Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me on this Monday. Check out that uh, you get to be you.com slash Dwayne. Sign up for that. Participate in that. Get the free bonus material for it. Hold on to your hope. Things are going to be all right, guys. And I will catch you on the next next one tomorrow.